Welcome everyone to our broadcast today. I'm Jerry Seville. Thank you so very much for joining me. And I believe if you will pay attention for the next 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes, you're going to receive a word from the Lord that I believe will have a great impact on your life. Let me read that word that I received some months ago. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Talking about a year of first. Listen to this. A year of first. That's what you will see. I'll make it happen. You can count on me. Things never seen nor heard before. I'm bringing them to pass. That's what's in store. Things that most will say could never be. Just stay in faith and watch and see. Now, notice he said, stay in faith and watch and see. We're talking about relentless faith, never giving up on God nor his word. I'm going to take you into a service where I was preaching on this right here at Heritage of Faith, Christian Center, Crowley, Texas. And if you ever hear it, come and join us. And I want you to pay very close attention because once again, this message can have a great impact on your life. A few days ago, I was uh, just spending some time of fellowship with the Lord and just praying in the spirit for quite some time. And I received a word from the Holy Spirit, and I want to share it with you. I'm, I'm not one who has a word from God every time I open my mouth. I must be a minor prophet. As I, I know some that every time they open their mouth, thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord. And uh, I, I'm just not that way. But when I do hear from the Lord... I know I have heard from the Lord. <laughs> and so um, I want to I share this with you. And uh, if you'd like a copy of it, I'm sure our staff will arrange for that. A year of first, that's what you will see. I'll make it happen. You can count on me. Things never seen nor ever heard before. I'm bringing them to pass. That's what's in store. Things that most will say could never be. Just stay in faith and watch and see. For this is the time for an outpouring of my love. So get ready for more and more unusual things, says your father from above. People will stand in awe and wonder at the glorious things they shall see. And you'll testify that they're happening to you because of your love for me. No longer think that what looks so impossible could never change Oh, yes, it will, says the Lord. In fact, it's already been arranged. So rejoice in your God and boldly say, I'm headed for greater things, and they're on their way. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, I receive that. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So with that in mind, I want to talk to you this morning about get ready for more and more first in your life. That was the first thing he said. A year of first, that's what you'll see. I'll make it happen. You can count on me. Open your Bibles to Psalm 77. Psalm 77. And let's look at verse 11. <clears throat> I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. 
Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God is our God. Thou art the God that doest wonders. I want to read this, a portion of this from the Passion Translation. I could never forget all your miracles, my God. I ponder all you've done for me, Lord. And then Psalm 105, verse 5 says, Remember his marvelous works that he had done and his wonders. And the Passion Translation says, Don't ever forget his miracles and his marvels. And then Psalm 143, verse 5. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. And the Passion Translation says, I remember the glorious miracles of days gone by, and I often think of all the wonders of old. And then Psalm 145, verse 2 and 3, just from the Passion Translation. Every day I will lift up my praise to your name. Lord, you are great and worthy of the highest praise. So obviously here, the psalmist is telling us that it's important that we remember the wonders, the marvels, the miracles that God has already done for us. Amen. Never forget them. In fact, I'm still talking about today miracles that he did for me when I first came to the Lord in 1969. I've preached them all over the world. I'm still preaching them, and I will continue to preach them. Amen. I've had a lot of first in my life. How about you? Anybody ever had some first? And, and some of them are, are very common, you know, uh, and, and, and I'll get to some of the first that uh, are related to my walk with the Lord. But... Uh, well, let me say this to you before I, I talk about those. So, some memories are just so special that you cherish them forever. Amen. Can you agree with that? Yes. Memories are so special that you cherish them forever. Particularly one that happened to me when I was a young boy. I met this girl. In fact, I'd like to show you a picture of her. This is a little younger. She was a little younger at this time than when I met her. Right there. Now, I was actually 11 and she was 9 when we first met. But uh, she didn't change a whole lot. She was still the cutest little thing I'd ever seen the first time I saw her face. Reminded me of a song. I'd love to listen to that whole song again, but I got some other things to do. <laughs> but uh, 
This is the little boy she fell in love with, but I was a little older than this picture. Now you know why I'm so handsome today. Do you have the, you have the one, Jerry, that, that I, when I was about 11? <laughs> well, well, if we find it, we can show it. But that was a first in my life. We had just moved on the street that her family already lived on. And uh, I remember I, I was in the sixth grade, 11 years old. And the first day, that was uh, uh, halfway through school, I'd, we had moved and, and of course I had to change schools. And the first day I got on that school bus, she was already on the bus. And I thought she was the cutest thing I had ever seen. <laughs> I thought to myself, I got to have that woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And so uh, my parents started taking my sister and I, who was right over there, to the little church, Baptist church, down at the end of our road called Pinecroft Baptist Church. And we had just joined the church, you know, and we were into everything, the training union, royal ambassadors, you know, all of that. And uh, that first couple of weeks that we had joined the church, the youth department was going to have a hayride. Remember hayrides? Yeah. And they had a tractor with a, with a wagon on the back, and it had hay, and, and it, was, it was going to be a hayride. And it was, you know, I guess somewhere between 10 and 14 years old or something. So I asked her to go on the hayride with me. And it was chaperoned and everything, you know. I mean, we were too young to date. But I asked her to go on that hayride with me because I thought she was so cute. <laughs> and she said, uh, well, I, I can't because we're going to Arkansas to visit my grandparents. So I was a little let down, you know, but uh, I went on the hayride anyway. And the next morning, I saw her. I thought she didn't go to Arkansas like she said she was going. I said, that's the last time I'll ever ask her to do anything. I thought she just, you know, didn't want to go with me. But it really was, she was afraid to ask her daddy because <laughs> she was so young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, that, that may have played a role in it. <laughs> but it was chaperone, you know. <laughs> but I thought maybe she didn't like me and she just made up that story. So I never asked her to do anything else until many, many, many years later when uh, I ran into her when I came home from college and I happened to run into her at the car wash. And I hadn't seen her in a long time. I thought, hey, she's still cute. <laughs> How many of you remember your first date? Anybody remember your first date? 
How many of you would like to forget it? <laughs> I remember my first date. The, you know, memories, some memories, as I said, are just so special, you cherish them forever. Now, when I got old enough to date, the first date I had was with her best friend. <laughs> I didn't know they were best friends, but I, I met this young girl and, and I asked her out on a date and come to find out it was her best friend. And uh, little did I know that she had uh, wanted to date me and really believed that one day we would wind up getting married. But I didn't know all those things. And a lot of times I would go pick up my, her best friend and take her to school and Carolyn would be in the back seat of my car. I'm going to write a book someday and say, call it, I married the girl in the back seat. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I looked like when she saw me for the first time. <laughs> and so um, you have a way of never forgetting first. Yeah, that's good. So first date, first kiss. You're getting a little personal now, Brother Jerry. First kiss. I practiced all day. <laughs> you did too. Don't laugh at me. You did too. Yeah. You 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 did like this. <laughs> First kiss. <laughs> Oh, but I'll never forget my first car when I got old enough to, to get my driver's license. In fact, I had my first car before I even got my driver's license. My dad bought me a 1929 Model A Coupe. And uh, I was only about 12 years old when he gave it to me. But we lived in the country, and you could drive up and down the road without a license, you know. So me and Kenny Hennard, we'd jump in the old Model A and ride all over the place. But that first car. And then I remember coming home from school one day, and I couldn't, I couldn't find my Model A. And my daddy had sold it. But he bought me a 32 Ford Roadster. My first Roadster. My first 32 Ford. Oh, 32 Fords, they were, they, were, they were the most popular in making hot rods out of. Still are today. And I remember going down to my dad's garage and I was looking for the Model A Coupe and I saw a 32 Ford in there. I said, Dad, whose car is that? He said, it's yours. Dad was a special man. I remember my first baseball game. I was a little guy. And... Uh, I was told I was too little to play for the team I went out for and really crushed me, broke my heart. But then they started another team and I was selected on that team and that began my baseball career. But I'll never forget my first no-hitter. That was amazing. I didn't even know I'd pitched a no-hitter until after the game was over. 
And the coach from the other team came up to me and said, son, did you know you pitched a no-hitter tonight? I said, really? He said, yeah, there was not a man got on base tonight the whole time you pitched. Well, the, new, uh, the uh, Shreveport Times happened to have a reporter out there reporting all the Little League games. And uh, so I made the newspaper the next day. And my dad carried that clipping around with him all of his life. And 25 years later, he was pulling it out, showing people, did you know my son pitched a no-hitter? <laughs> I said, Dad, that's 25 years ago. He, oh, he was still proud. <laughs> my first no-hitter. Well, you, when you get a first no-hitter, you want one every game. Of course, I didn't get one every game. It's a long time before I ever got another one. But there are certain things, certain memories that are very special and you cherish them forever. Here's another first. Take a look at this one. Jerry Ann. I was on active duty. Jerry Ann was born while I was on active duty. She was three and a half months old before I ever saw her. And I came home. Actually, I, I had a three-day pass and I was only supposed to go 150 mile radius from the base and I went 1,500 miles to come back and see my child. And that's the first time I saw her. Carolyn didn't even know I was coming home. I just walked in the door. Surprise, <laughs> as Gomer Powell would say. Those are special moments. First, how many of you can agree? First are very special moments. I remember the first time I heard the word of faith through Kenneth Copeland. Changed my life. 1969, February 1969. I'd never heard anything like it before. And even though I was, as Brother Copeland would say, scripturally illiterate at the time, I didn't know anything. But the moment I heard him, the very first time I heard him, I knew it was truth. Now, a lot of people were in that same meeting and they rejected it. They didn't like it. They didn't like him. <laughs> and I believe to this day that God sent him there just for Jerry Savelle and Carolyn Savelle. It changed our lives, particularly mine. Now, Carolyn grew up in, you know, spirit-filled church, but I didn't. And I'd been running from God for a while. And, uh, but the first time I heard it, I knew what I heard was the truth. And I couldn't get enough of it. And it changed my life that day and it's still changing my life to this day. First, well, what makes you think that you can't have more first now? You don't just get first when you're young in faith. That's when it begins. God wants to continue to give you first first time you've ever experienced something like this. Amen. You never forget when God has brought you through an impossible situation. You never forget when blessings come that totally surprise you. You didn't know they were coming. They overwhelm you when they manifest or things that you experience from time to time and you suddenly realize there is absolutely no way this could happen if it hadn't been for God. Yes. 
How many of you know what I'm talking about? You don't forget those things. Or maybe I should say, I don't forget those things. And I believe there are a lot of you in here just like me. As I mentioned earlier, I'm still telling stories today of the things God did for Carolyn and me 50 years ago. Why? Because they marked us. They were miraculous. There was no way these things could have happened if it hadn't been for the God we serve. There's nothing quite like watching God do something for the first time. You never forget it. I remember the first car God blessed us with, debt free. It wasn't a new car, but it was a whole lot better car than what we were driving. The one we had was worn out. And we were believing God for a better car. I was just launching out into my traveling ministry. And, you know, if you're going to be a traveling preacher, you need something to travel in. <laughs> something that you can depend on. And uh, we, had, we had done a couple of meetings in that old car that we had. And uh, we were believing for a better car. And I, I knew my faith wasn't at the level to believe for a brand new one, debt-free. But I believed my faith was at the level that I could believe for one that was used and good shape, not a lot of miles on it. I, I believe my faith was at that level. And I remember Carolyn and I were leasing a place uh, here in town, not in Crowley, but in Fort Worth. And uh, there was a lady who lived across the street from us. And I was driving that old car. And uh, every once in a while, she'd see me out there working on it, trying to get it started. And she'd come over and say, you got car problems again, Brother Jerry? She was, like Jesse says, she was not a thorn in the flesh. She was a complete bush. (laughs) (laughs) That, That woman... It was a, she was a messenger of Satan <laughs> trying, to, trying to talk me out of my faith. And every time she said, got car problems, Brother Jerry? Well, she didn't call me brother. Got car problems, Jerry? And I'd say, yeah, but I got a better one, praise God. Well, where is it? <laughs> I say, well, you just can't see it. It's on its way. Well, why is it on its way? Why don't you just go get it? Well, she wouldn't understand a thing I said if I tried to teach her faith. Oh, boy, every time she saw me out there, oh, it was like, she, she was like a vulture, you know. <laughs> but I'll never forget the day when that car manifested and I had it parked out in the driveway and she come over there. I was hoping she'd come. If she didn't come, I was going to go get her. <laughs> look, look, this is what faith produced. Nah, 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 nah. You know? <laughs> I love first. Amen. Some things are just so miraculous, there's no other way to explain it, but it had to be God. Amen. That's why the psalmist said in this psalm, who is so great a God as our God? How many of you feel the same way? 
Who is so great a God as our God? No God can do what our God can do. David experienced so many wonderful and amazing things from God during his walk with God that he often made this statement and it's recorded uh, in Psalm 22, 22, even though it's recorded in some other places as well. He says, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. The message translation says, here's the story I'm going to tell my friends. Hello, I'm Brother Jerry, and I have some exciting news for you. The Jerry Savelle Bible School is now ready. You can enroll. Each course is online, and we're excited about this school without walls. You know, the great thing about it is you don't have to come to Fort Worth, Texas and enroll and be in classroom. You can take each course at your own pace, at your own time. As you enroll and begin to take these courses, you're going to receive in-depth teaching from God's Word. It's going to help build a foundation for living by faith and learning how to receive everything that God has for you. I'd like for you to prayerfully consider enrolling in this Bible school. I believe it will be very beneficial for you, and I look forward to having the opportunity to impart into your life. Regardless of what life throws at you, your faith can remain unmoved. You can outlast and overcome every challenge. Today's special offer, the Relentless Faith Package, contains Jerry Savelle's four-part CD series, More Than Enough, his inspiring book, Living in the Fullness of the Blessing, and his eye-opening book, The Established Heart. In this package, Jerry teaches how to be unshaken by turmoil and pressure, how to trust God during times of testing, why God's blessing is so important, and what you must do to walk in God's blessing. You will never gain God's best by being a quitter. You have to learn how to become relentless and fight for the promises of God. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Relentless Faith Special Package. You can push back against discouragement and develop a bold faith that refuses to accept less than God's best. Were you blessed today? Did you enjoy the message? If you did, I want to encourage you to tune in next week as we continue and talking about relentless faith. This is such an important subject. You know, so many people in the body of Christ today miss out on the fullness of the blessings, miss out on what God promised in His Word that they could have if they'll just stay in faith. You know, Jesus made this statement, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith in the earth. So let me encourage you, don't ever let anybody talk you out of your faith and don't ever give up on the Word of God. To go right along with the series that we've been teaching on, my book, The Established Heart, this is uh, one of the first books that I wrote many years ago, and it's still one of our best-selling books, The Established Heart, how that you can become established in your heart with the promises of God and become so relentless in your faith that nobody can talk you out of it. And then my little book entitled Living in the Fullness of the Blessing. You know, you can read these things in just a few moments. Living in the Fullness of the Blessing. And then right along with it, four CDs, more than enough, God's best 
for your life. So if you'd like to have this special uh, resources, all you have to do is go online, jerrysville.org, and let me encourage you to do so right now while it's fresh on your mind. We'll get them to you just as soon as we possibly can, and I know that they're going to be a blessing to your life. Join me again next week, and until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.